0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today is the fourth installment of Becoming Sister Wives Book Club covering my commentary on part one of chapter three, Christine and Cody. It's a very, very long commentary. So what I'm going to do is break it into two episodes. A part one of chapter three, episode four will be this episode and part two of chapter three, episode five of book club will be next week, so the episodes aren't too long. This week in particular will happen to be very Christine-centric, since today is her first chapter of Becoming Sister Wives, and next episode of my Sister Wives Rewatch is Season 2, Episode 5, and that happens to be entitled Wife Number 3 Hits Sin City. And as we know, Christine loves Vegas, and Cody takes Christine and her family to Vegas, on vacation. Everyone knows I'm definitely a fan of Christine, and I root for her as a viewer. I admire her strength, and she has a good personality, and you can tell she always puts the people she cares about first and is more than willing to sacrifice for them. Christine has a keen ability to be selfless and sacrifice, putting others ahead of herself. She sacrificed a lot of her wants and needs to raise most of the original brown kids. And look how mature and responsible and independent all of the original adult brown kids are so far as adults. I feel Christine was truly the heart of the brown family. She seems like a dedicated mother. And despite the times she felt overwhelmed, she seemed to take motherhood as an honor and value her role and her family. She also developed and grew a ton over the seasons, and her leaving Cody took a lot of strength. I doubt it was ever just an easy thing to decide everything you were ever indoctrinated in or everything you have ever known you decide isn't for you, and you are going to walk away from the only lifestyle you've ever known, the only faith, and your husband. It's not just cut and dry to come to terms with. Christine wanted her marriage to work, and she tried For way over 20 years and her tagline, she wanted the family, she didn't just want the man, really embodies Christine. She always put the family ahead of herself, her emotions or her wants or needs. Her heart was invested in this and she truly put the family and the larger group ahead of herself at times even to her own detriment. She was the last wife I thought would ever leave and she left first because she knew she wasn't getting what she deserves. She's a strong woman, and I just think women need good examples to admire. And I don't know Christine personally, and of course, we only see highly edited clips on a highly produced reality show. But most viewers can tell Christine's heart is all the way into her family, and it's definitely in the right place. So I'm really excited to do Book Club this week and cover her meeting her prince douche canoe. As most viewers know, Christine was very taken with Cody, but Cody was just not that into her, and he married Christine regardless, knowing he wasn't attracted to her, which I'll never get, because even though I don't believe superficial looks mean a damn thing, I do think Christine was the prettiest, and she seems like the funnest of all the wives, no question. I like Janelle, too. I admire her intelligence, and she seems to really live life to the fullest, going to rock shows, spending time in nature, and she seems to love gardening, and she also defends and supports Christine, and I feel Christine and Janelle's relationship is the true epitome of what it means to be sister wives, and sister wives should ideally have this type of relationship that they share, and Janelle is by no means chopped liver. She is gorgeous, too, and her face is incredibly striking. And Mary, I feel for a great deal because she suffered a lot due to her situation and she was able to succeed career wise with the end, despite Cody having doubts in it and none of her sister wives or Cody stepping up to the plate to help her with that endeavor. I think LuLaRoe is ugly, tacky junk that looks gross on every body type, if you want my honest opinion. My opinion, you can get nicer stuff at Target, maybe even Walmart if you're on a budget And it's a total pyramid scheme like Herbalife or doTERRA and countless others. There are a million MLM schemes out there. But there is a lot to admire in Mary wanting the inn and succeeding in getting it and running it. It's not so easy and simple, but Mary achieved it single-handedly without the help of Cody or her sister-wives. Cody didn't take out a loan for her for a futile and completely unfeasible and impractical unrealistic jewelry business like he did for Robin... And so there's something very admirable in Mary working hard to get what she wanted. And I know her mom helped her, but still, Mary took nothing from the family and she never created debt for the family. She did her business venture independently of the team without putting the group in a precarious financial situation as Robin and Cody did with My Sister Wife's Closet. So it's it's really, really something to admire in Mary. So, let's get into Chapter 3, the first part of Chapter 3, Christine and Cody. We learn that Christine grew up just outside of Salt Lake in a polygamist family, and I'm sure viewers know Christine was considered polygamist royalty. A lot of people speculate, including me, that that is why Cody married Christine, basically for status and for clout. Christine was very into Cody, very taken by him, but Cody was just not that into her. He made clear from the get-go he was not attracted to her. There was even one incident that I will cover in a lot of detail in this episode, the famous commonly referenced nacho incident where Cody was repulsed by the way Christine ravenously devoured her nachos. It turned Cody off completely. I think that it's really cruel that Cody wrote about this in the book. So for the record, again, I just want to reiterate that I think Christine is beautiful. In fact, I think she's probably the prettiest wife. Not that I feel it's fair to judge people on their outside covers because that's absolutely meaningless in my book, but Christine is really pretty and Janelle as well. And I know Robin is considered the trophy wife, but I beg to differ. I hate to comment on looks, but to be honest, Janelle, Christine, and even Mary look better as they age and they look increasingly more glowy and vibrant. As Robin looks more and more miserable, tired, and washed out, and her jaw expands by the minute as she looks more matronly every season, and I have a feeling that has to do with her bad vibes, negative energy, and toxic manipulations. It's possible, too, that the wives with better personalities and attitudes and energies seem more attractive because they have better vibes due to their natures and their better personalities. I don't know. Beauty is subjective anyways. I don't like to go there, but if I'm going to mention the nacho incident and Cody finding Christine unattractive, I'm just giving my opinion. It's kind of like, it reminds me of, to be honest, Prince Charles. He married a gorgeous woman, beautiful, intelligent, and strong, charismatic, Princess Diana, yet he preferred Camilla Parker Bowles, who pales in comparison physically. So I guess the heart just wants what it wants. I know this is a side note, a divergence of sorts, but if you go back and watch the engagement interview where a reporter asks Prince Charles if he's in love with Princess Diana, she's asked first if she loves Prince Charles and she says, yes, of course, blushing timidly. And Prince Charles responds, oh, whatever love means, or yes, whatever love means. He says whatever love means being very dismissive. And I remember watching it for the first time I mean, I was maybe like 15 years old when I saw it. It was like way before my time, but like I remember watching it. They played a lot of the old interviews um, when May, May She Rest in Peace when she passed on. I remember being around 15 or 16 and they played a lot of the old stuff. And I remember being a kid and watching it for the first time thinking, no, no way. This guy doesn't love her. No way. And it kind of reminds me as far as the being on different pages of Janelle and Cody during the tell all when Janelle said, Cody was her best friend, and things are fine, and Cody said when asked if he was in love with her, ask her, she'll say she's not in love with me, and he said that they aren't in sync. Cody completely deflected, just like Prince Charles, completely dismissing the question. A man who loves their wife, or soon-to-be wife, or their woman, wouldn't hesitate to answer the question head on, with no hesitation whatsoever, enthusiastically they'd be saying yes. Christine was raised in polygamy outside of Salt Lake. Her grandfather was the head of their church and Christine's family was very closely involved with the church and all aspects of the church and their faith. So she and her family are very connected with the church and they're very prominent as well within the church. Although Christine was raised in the lifestyle, she didn't decide till she was 17 that she would take on plural marriage and she would live the principle. She decided to accept the principle of plural marriage only after reflecting, prayer, and introspection, and doing this until she had her answer. She developed a strong testimony that this is the way she wanted to live her life. Christine's grandmother was her biggest influence in deciding to live plural marriage for herself. Her grandma loved having sister wives, and her strongest relationships in her marriage were with her sister wives. When Christine decided to accept plural marriage, she knew she only wanted to be a third wife. And that is 100% consistent with what Christine says on the show, of course. Christine acknowledges she knows that people will think it's a strange preference to want to be a third wife when she could be a first wife. But she was committed to plural marriage from a young age. And she says that you are less interested in the monogamous stage of the marriage than in the plural stage. Christine wanted sister wives just as much as she wanted a husband. That's also consistency with the show and her tagline and how she repeatedly sacrificed herself and her wants and needs to raise most of the kids and to do what was best for the family as a whole. Her tagline, as I stated earlier, is, I always wanted the family. I didn't just want the man. And that is definitely true for Christine. In my opinion, she was the heart of the family, and she kept the family running, and she raised all of the kids, and she really always sacrificed herself and her interests and needs and wants to put the needs of the family first, time and time and time again. In Christine's worldview, it's a common misconception that it's best to enter a family as a first wife. I don't know that's a misconception from my perception. Obviously, I was not raised in the lifestyle, of course, and I have zero ties to it whatsoever. I am just a viewer of the show. But from my perspective, to be honest, it's best to be a first wife because of the legal status. The legal status means less risk, that the father can claim the kids on the birth certificates with no hesitation, and that the kids can get their father's health insurance benefits and inheritance rights as well. Also, the legal wife doesn't have any fear or risk legally, and she also has rights to her husband's health insurance and rights of inheritance, and she can actually get a divorce and get child support and get more rights and have less fear to go seek medical attention or counseling or go to law enforcement when needed for DV situations. Having that legal status is invaluable in practical terms in the real world. In my opinion, it's necessary, to be honest, if you're going to marry someone, you need a legal status. And I understand in their faith, spiritual marriages hold equal, if not more weight than the legal marriage. I know the faith puts more emphasis on the spiritual marriages, but in the real world, the legal marriage really has much more protection and clout that comes with it. But the spiritual marriage comes with the downsides too of the father not always being able to claim his kids publicly or on the birth certificates, no access to the father's health insurance for kids of strictly spiritual wives, no inheritance rights for those kids of the spiritual wives. And the spiritual wives don't have legal rights when it comes to divorce or inheritance rights or health insurance through their husband, plus they have the fear and the risk, which is... constant anxiety, I'm sure, but it also may be a barrier to utilizing law enforcement in DV situations or getting healthcare, getting counseling. The spiritual wives live as they're married. They have kids, they build lives, but they have no rights as a legal wife when it comes to inheritance or health insurance or divorce or child support. And the risk and fear of living polygamy prevents the spiritual wives from being able to go to seek medical care at times or to feel safe to call law enforcement in regards to anything like DV and it traps the women because when it comes to separating they have no legal rights as a wife and they get the short end of the stick if the shit hits the fan, especially if the husband isn't fair or honorable or valiant. I wouldn't ever feel comfortable to put myself in that situation with no legal status or protection. I understand the spiritual marriages are more valuable in that faith and culture than a legal marriage, but thinking of the practicalities of life not being the legal wife is really getting the short end of the stick in my opinion. Christine says people think incorrectly that the first wife has the highest status and the most security. Christine never perceived it that way. She thought being the first wife was too much work and involves too much self-sacrifice. Well, even as a third wife, Christine sacrificed more than she would, raising all those kids than she would as a first wife with no kids at first, in my opinion, like Cody and Mary who had like three years together with no kids. Christine says, as first wife, you have to give up your whole life and be joined at the hip to your husband. It's just you and your husband until he marries a second wife. She says that kind of single-minded devotion never appealed to her. She's independent and likes her freedom. Being a second wife didn't appeal to Christine either. It's the hardest job and the most uncomfortable position because the second wife disrupts the marriage between the first wife and her husband. According to Christine, she's the wedge that comes between the couple and Christine never wanted to put herself in that position. Regarding always wanting to be third wife, Christine writes, But the third wife, she's the lucky one. She's the one who comes along and makes peace between the first two wives. The third wife is in a blessed position. She doesn't have to face marriage on her own without the help from sister wives or bear the burden of breaking up a previously monogamous couple. I was going to be a third wife all the way. Now we know there is this common notion among the polygamous culture that if the first two wives are at odds, bringing in a third wife will bring about an equilibrium and a peace. We know that Cody mentioned appreciating how much he valued Christine acting as a buffer and easing the relationship between Mary and Janelle, and it took that burden of constant stress that it caused Cody in dealing with it completely away. We also know it's not a permanent fix, just a temporary one. The third wife comes in, so the two bickering wives set their problems aside to absorb the upset of the apple cart, but all the problems are still there, just shoved down and unresolved. I recently did my commentary on the next episode of Seeking Sister Wife, and Drew Briney, a faith based polygamist, said he brought in a third wife, and his first and second wife bickered on and off for the past 12 years, and he was hoping. Bringing in a third wife would fix that issue and cause his wives to get along, but it wasn't working as quickly as he had hoped it would. That situation never really resolved, and first wife April ended up divorcing Drew. In that situation, the dynamic is a little different, though. Drew is fair and equal. He doesn't manipulate or pull ego crap with his wives. He is fair, and he doesn't try to domineer over his wives. His wives get along and function well in their relationships with Drew and among themselves other than first wife April, who is very manipulative and controlling and puts her self-interests ahead of those of the other wives and kids and the larger team. And she reminds me of Robin, in fact. But in the Briny's case, Drew mediates and he puts his foot down. And so do the wives. They call April out and don't allow her patterns and cycles and manipulations, which is great. April tries playing the victim and she says things like, I would pick you guys to be the second and third wives, but I don't know that you guys would pick me. And she totally tries to spin things to her advantage, playing the victim and blaming others, never taking accountability, always deflecting and manipulating. And it reminds me very much of Robin Brown, to be honest. Anyways, I don't want to digress too much, but that third wife coming in and fixing things really reminded me of the episode I just covered and I wanted to bring it up. Back to Christine. Around her 19th birthday, her sister Wendy went on a survival trek with her church. The leaders of Wendy's group on that excursion were none other than the Cody and Mary Brown, as fate would have it. Upon returning from her adventure, Wendy couldn't stop raving about Cody. Everything was all Cody, Cody, Cody. And Wendy mentioning how strong and athletic Cody was. I've seen pictures of a young Cody and he looked delicate. The last words I would use to describe him would be strong or athletic. The Pickens must be slim at their church. Christine had never met Cody or Mary since the newlyweds were new to the group. It turns out though that Mary was a church member there for years. She'd been over to Christine's house several times in fact. But Christine writes of Mary, and it feels like a slight dig, no one had noticed her until she married Cody. It implies that Mary was nothing without Cody and unremarkable without Cody shining his light on her, and just because Mary seemed shy and she was overlooked, it kind of implies there was nothing worthy to notice in her until she married Cody. I doubt Christine meant it that way but just because people are wallflowers or introverted it doesn't mean they don't merit notice. They just take longer to get to know but when you do get to know them from my experience they can be very genuine and incredibly authentic and I take that any day over a bright and shiny much noticed manipulative chameleon like Cody Brown in my opinion. Christine attended church with Wendy and the hall was super crowded and Christine scanned the crowd and her eyes landed on a handsome young man and she knew that was Cody, even before Wendy told her. She thought to herself that Wendy forgot to mention how cute Cody was. He was really, really cute. In my opinion, cute is how you describe babies or puppies or kittens or ducklings, maybe bunnies perhaps. Or maybe how a young teen would discuss the crush they are infatuated with in junior high math class, not how an adult describes the first impression of the man they end up marrying. But I've noticed so far that all of Cody's middle-aged wives, looking back, writing this, paint laying eyes on Cody and the first encounter with their Prince Charming as a scene from Sixteen Candles, and I find it so bizarre, almost cringy, to be honest. Cody doesn't remember seeing Christine in church that day that she noticed him. He was only in the church for six months at that time. He says there were different faces at church each week, so it was difficult for him to remember everyone he met. Wouldn't you remember meeting your wife for the first time, the mother of your kids, if not even vaguely? Every man I've ever had a relationship with, I remember the first time I met them. Where, when, how, and these aren't men I love or I even was very much in love with back then, or that I married, or that I had kids with. But I remember meeting them, and I remember the details. I remember at least vaguely where we were, things that struck me about them. Anyways, the church had a dance, and Cody attended with his wife, Mary, and at this point, he'd met Janelle once or twice, and they were casual acquaintances at that time. But Christine caught his eye. Cody writes of Christine, She was wearing a turquoise dress with a lace ruffle at the collar. She was bubbly and sweet and as cute as anyone I'd ever seen before. She was also overflowing with positivity. Her liveliness and good cheer were infectious. However, I was still a newlywed and new to the polygamous faith. Although I thought Christine was really cute, I wasn't ready yet to consider a second wife. Cody continues, I didn't know this, But Christine had a crush on another boy that night. She was just 19 and she was a romantic, but there was an undeniable spark between us. When I looked at her, I had a feeling, call it a sixth sense, that our destinies were interlaced. Of course, I have some thoughts on that. With every wife, Cody portrays it as a supernatural, cosmic, spiritual, divine thing. He said with Janelle, he knew he would marry her and their destinies were intertwined. And Janelle said that when she saw Cody, it was like she remembered something she had forgotten. We know Robin said it's destiny. Cody said he and Robin were soulmates. So there is this common thread that it's deep cosmic destiny, fate, or kismet that he found these women. But if it was that deep and pure and genuine for Cody in four separate relationships and romantic experiences that resulted in marriage how can he then say crap like his wives that here he paints as his destiny each time a knowing a calling that they are to be a cosmic fate ordained by the heavenly father are obstacles to his goals in life how can his destiny also be his obstacle to his goals in life As newlyweds, Cody and Mary didn't have newlywed friends. They didn't have kids yet, and Mary wasn't pregnant, so they spent most of their time with single people that were their age. They'd regularly have a group of these friends over chilling, eating ice cream. I don't remember hanging out, having ice cream socials at my married friend's house for social fun at 19 or 20 or 22, but they have a very different culture than I did. I remember adventures... I'm not going to say doing what exactly, getting a group of friends together, relaxing with some Mary Jane or some wine, going to the pool or barbecuing, maybe playing some beer pong. But I experienced my young adulthood in a different world and in a much different time and culture. Christine had a lot of friends, so she was always around. Cody and Mary would go to church gatherings hosted by Christine's family who were heavily involved in the church. Cody had an inkling that something important was developing with Christine, and he appreciated how upbeat and adorable Christine was. But he and Mary weren't looking for another wife yet. They were still newlyweds and a couple in love. As a result, Cody found it difficult to go hang with his buddies and leave Mary home alone. But in time, Christine and Mary became friends, and Cody noticed that Christine was interested in him. But... He felt it was unfair to Mary to explore it, even though he had started visualizing a future with Christine. Cody felt if he and Christine started courting and hanging out alone, Mary would be abandoned by her two closest friends. Mary made it clear to Cody several times she wasn't interested in courting Christine. Cody was at a church field day and he was showboating as usual. He was running all over the field Hosing people down with water, and everybody was chasing Cody down to get payback, but they couldn't catch up to him. The, the Cody Brown, the alpha male, gold star athlete. And during this, Cody heard Christine cry out, Cody, my masculine man. I'm sure Cody loved this the fact that Christine perceived him as the superstar athletic, macho, masculine, alpha male guy, as only he perceives himself. And we know. He perceives himself this way because Robin during the honeymoon special recounts how the wives warned her that Cody flexes in the mirror admiring himself and he asks his wives if he looks bigger and Robin confirms it's true and he does it with her too. It was no exaggeration. So Christine pressed all the right buttons saying that and it stroked his ego big time I'm sure that this naive young girl perceived Cody as this strong, athletic, masculine guy, and she perceived Cody the way he perceives himself, that must have been just what he wanted to hear and perfect for his ego. After Christine yelled, Cody, my masculine man, he looked over at Mary and he could almost hear her growling. Cody says he hadn't seen many examples of plural marriage because he was new to the faith so this was the first time he experienced it close up. Cody says he couldn't blame Mary because they were very young. If Mary was upset at the flirting after making it clear on several occasions as Cody recounts that she was not prepared to court Christine, there is nothing to blame her for at all. He's almost implying he couldn't blame her for being immature, insecure, or jealous because they were young, as if it isn't natural and she should not feel it, or as if it's a sign of immaturity or weakness, that she should feel that way or feel jealous, when it's not. It's a very natural, normal, human instinctive emotion that she would feel. And it's normal for her to feel that way, and it's definitely not a weakness, and it's definitely not because she was young. Had Cody never really sat and reflected on what the lifestyle would mean for him as far as the unrealistic expectations and the multiplied demands he has to meet as a result of the lifestyle and having a tribe of kids and multiple wives— Did Cody not consider the emotions and the struggles and the consequences of the lifestyle and how the lifestyle would affect his wives, especially his first wife, Mary, who shared three years of monogamy with him? It feels to me like Cody didn't think a lot about what the lifestyle means and how it affects not only him and what his expectations were to fulfill and what they will be and how demanding it will be, but how it will affect his wives emotionally at all. He never sat down and considered this before he felt that he was called and ready to take it on clearly cody didn't consider the realities of the lifestyle and the complicated dynamics how do you decide to take on a faith and a lifestyle without considering all the implications and the consequences of it i know cody was young but even still you'd think a person would really research and consider it but considering how impulsive Cody seems and how much self-awareness and maturity and emotional intelligence he lacks, in my opinion, it's possible he really didn't consider it too deeply in too much detail. Cody writes, Despite our initial resistance, something was pulling us together. I couldn't deny that Christine would be part of my family someday, but we all needed to grow up first. So again, Cody implies some imaginary force is intervening like a cosmic magnet, making this seem predestined. There's a huge focus on destiny, on almost supernaturally bound connections that are cosmically destined. And I wonder how much the faith influences the way everything is portrayed in the light of destiny and something supernatural beyond themselves. It seems very amateur, like Cody wants to make everything into a romantic fairy tale. I find it odd that middle-aged adults would paint things in such a naive, childish, almost teenage crush type of light. It's so bizarre to me, but it might be cultural and it might be part of the faith. Christine says she loved Cody and Mary and her crush was getting serious. She wasn't interested in getting married yet. She was just 19, but she loved hanging out with them. Whenever her parents had volleyball parties, Cody and Mary topped the guest list. After spirituality and faith, Christine's dad values the trait of athleticism the most. So her dad was taken with Cody, the Olympic gold level athlete of their church. When Christine talked about guys she liked with her dad, he would always steer the conversation in the same direction towards Cody, asking how he was. Christine writes of Cody, Cody made a big splash when he joined our faith. He was nice looking, which impressed a lot of the women but he was also well-spoken and outspoken. He was confident when he talked in front of a crowd. He knew how to take a spiritual concept and deliver it in a positive and inspiring way. He made a good impression on the people in charge of our church and was often called upon to speak at fireside meetings. Cody organized a church youth trip to his parents' ranch in Wyoming a year after Christine met Cody and Mary. At this point, it was clear she had a serious crush on him. Christine was always hanging out with them every chance she got, so she had someone else drive her car down to Wyoming so she could ride with Cody and Mary. There was a massive snowstorm, so a trip that should have taken half a day from Utah to Wyoming became an overnight trip. It was dangerous. And Creeper Cody had been watching Christine for months, and he and Mary sat in the front seats and Christine sat in the back, so Cody would stare at her. Through the rearview mirror, Christine was the kind of person Cody wanted around all the time. Cody says Christine lit up every room and brought a good, positive vibe everywhere she went. Mary would sit on the sidelines during games and group activities, but Christine was always down to join in the fun. Next, we have the commonly referenced nacho incident. Cody writes, When we set out on our road trip, I was convinced that Christine was the cutest girl in the world, although she was a little chubby. Back then, I was young and superficial enough to care about physical appearances. After we'd been on the road all night, we stopped at a gas station. I'd been drinking soda pop to stay awake, and my stomach felt sour and upset. Just thinking about food made me queasy. Christine went into the quickie mart and bought herself what seemed to look like the largest portion of chili cheese nachos that I'd ever seen. The sight of those nachos turned my stomach. I couldn't watch her eat them. She must have been starving because she was eating so quickly, and there was chili sauce and nacho cheese everywhere. Looking back, I hate myself for the thoughts I had at that moment. But the sight of this chubby girl in my car devouring chili cheese nachos for breakfast put the brakes on our relationships. It brought out the most superficial and the shallowest side of me. I still liked her, in fact, I liked her very much, but the nacho experience cooled my attraction a little. Well, a lot. Now, upon reading this, many thoughts come through my head. The first is, I wonder how Janelle feels. Janelle is gorgeous, but she is overweight, and there is nothing wrong with that. She has always been more than chubby. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but here Cody is complaining that Christine is chubby And he says the sight of this chubby girl in his car devouring chili cheese nachos for breakfast put the brakes on their relationship. And something as minor as her enthusiastically eating nachos cooled his attraction a lot. If this is how he feels about Christine, who isn't nearly as overweight as Janelle, even at her largest, then how does he treat Janelle or feel about his attraction to her or their chemistry together? It makes me wonder if there is chemistry with Janelle, if this is how he responds with Christine being a little chubby and eating nachos, depleting his attraction. It's cruel and a low blow and something he didn't have to mention, but he did. Cody never minds being cruel, and he explains it away as just being superficial and shallow and young, and after all, his stomach was queasy, he was drinking soda pop, he was sick. Does Cody take into account the way he perceives himself as liked and charming and athletic and sexy this manly alpha male, that that's not how most women perceive him, that he is just average looking and not that attractive himself, and that his huge ego and controlling ways are just to mask his deep insecurity. What I liken to Cody's perception of the nacho incident, which was vain and disgusting and shows his character and vanity, would be how the viewers perceived Cody in his gross, white, wet, tidy whities, that are see-through when wet and in the sunlight and how he stripped down to just his tidy whities in his disgusting midlife crisis dad bod with his receding hairline and he jumped in the prairie dog plague infested drainage ditch, his fat jiggling and man boobs flailing in the wind, unaware how inappropriate it was, especially in front of his kids and the world. And he jumped in, got wet, and got out without even the appropriate towels prepared. No one wanted to see the outline of his shrimp dick, and it was nauseating and sickening for viewers, and it was incredibly inappropriate in front of all his kids and viewers, and it was incredibly immodest for a man of faith who keeps touting the high morals and ethics that come with the faith and lifestyle, and I believe... Cody thought that he was impressive, that he looked good, that women would find him sexy and attractive and appealing, but it turned everyone's stomach. It was gross that he was more concerned with staying in the limelight and imposing on his kids fun to keep the spotlight shining on him. He didn't take into account that no one would want to see him in those gross, wet, white, tidy whitey underwears that were see-through with everything showing. He has so little self-awareness and his ego in need for attention overrides his common sense and self-awareness and modesty, decency, judgment, and reasoning to the point where he behaves indecently and that vision of an almost naked Cody with his dad bod in his disgusting tidy whities was one of the worst, grossest, most disturbing things I have ever seen as a viewer of a reality show and no one has ever been more unattractive than that and that is far worse than any nacho eating incident with Christine. Even if she attacked those nachos and ate like a pig with nacho cheese and chili on her face and shirt shoveling it in her mouth and I doubt it was anything that bad it would be nowhere near as unappealing and unattractive as Cody in wet, tidy whities at the Prairie Dog Playland drainage ditch at Coyote Pass in my opinion even a chubby Christine is way out of his league I've always felt all of Cody's wives short of Robin who is cut from the same cloth were way too attractive and way out of Cody's league to be honest so I thought Cody's perception of the nacho incident was rich coming from him Mary looks pretty especially with long hair I've said this before Christine is gorgeous Janelle is gorgeous and she has a very striking face Cody looks like a Cro-Magnon caveman with his huge wide forehead and the ridge and the eye shape and the deep set eyes and the mad scientist hair. And he has always reminded me of a caveman from day one, to be honest. Just his face shape and bone structure. And I don't like to comment on superficial things, but since Cody mentions it, I'll mention my thoughts this time this once. We learn Christine had no idea she had grossed out Cody with her nachos She says she was an overweight kid who liked junk food, and chili cheese nachos were her fave. Christine writes of Cody, when we finally got to the ranch, Cody transformed into a hero. He was a total stud. All the girls on the trip watched him with their mouths wide open, myself included. I'd seen Cody in action back in Utah. I'd seen him display his talents in church, and I'd seen how he transformed himself into the life of every party. But now I was seeing a whole new side of him. Cody was the complete cowboy. At the ranch, he was instantly in his element. He got right in there and wrangled cows. He worked the fields. He shoveled and cleaned and got down and dirty with all the animals. I was totally impressed. I thought Cody was the coolest guy in the world. Keep in mind, Christine was 19 and naive and not very worldly. She grew up in a very thin slice of the world, growing up in the church and growing up in a polygamist family. So she wasn't really very worldly or experienced with real life or outside world or romance. So that's the way a 19-year-old who is very immature and green and sheltered and a 19-year-old who knows nothing about life or love perceived Cody as a hero. And Cody probably love-bombed her and strung her along and satisfied her perception of the charismatic guy whose light shines brighter than the rest of the guys in the rom-coms. It wasn't an accurate perception, of course, and she was yet to see the full picture that she knows well now, and the result of her knowledge of the truth of Cody is her divorcing him and finding out how manipulative he was and how domineering, saying, no, I don't want this. I deserve more. This shows Christine's growth and development of all the wives you really see Christine grow and evolve and blossom the most. And this initial perception of Cody compared to how she views him now really exemplifies her growth and maturity from then at 19 to now. When Christine got home from the trip, she gushed about Cody to her friend and her friend knew Christine wanted to be a third wife. So they made a plan that her friend would marry Cody as the second wife So, a few months later, Christine could come in as a third wife. This is so immature and naive, of course, but Christine took it much more seriously than her friend, who luckily married another man. Christine made friends with Cody's sister, and Christine's trip left her with a great impression of the ranch, and she was eager to return. Cody's sister invited Christine back up to the ranch for the summer, and Christine accepted, When Christine was living with the Browns at their Wyoming ranch, a local family expressed interest in the faith. They had a daughter who spotted a picture of Cody during a visit. Christine knew this girl was interested in Cody, and she felt threatened by her because she was beautiful and thin. Christine was afraid that this girl would catch Cody's eye. They keep painting Cody as a chick magnet, but I really don't see it, even a young Cody. The girl was invited to an event in Utah for younger church members, and Christine was going down to Utah for the event, so it fell to her to give the girl a ride and to introduce the girl to her friends, and not doing so would look selfish, so Christine knew she had to do it, so Christine drove this girl and her brothers to Utah. Christine kept telling herself that whole ride down that she was an idiot. Christine was completely threatened by this girl, and all her fears were founded. Cody and Mary noticed the girl right off the bat, and I want to keep in mind that this girl is a minor, she's 17. Their interest was obvious and overwhelming. Christine was heartbroken and jealous and tortured by the fact that Cody found this girl more attractive than her. And what made things worse was the girl and Mary got along well right from the start. They became inseparable and instantaneous besties. Cody and Mary picked Christine up one day after she returned from the ranch so they could all hang out in the city. And Cody and Mary had strange expressions on their faces and they seemed excited and nervous. They revealed to Christine that they were courting the girl Christine had introduced them to, the 17-year-old. Christine was devastated and the news not only ruined her day, it ruined her year. She decided she would never marry Cody then, no matter what happened. I guess that wasn't a firm decision. She didn't make the choice never to marry Cody regardless of what happened because of Cody. It was because the girl he and Mary were courting was too young, also too cute, and Christine couldn't see that girl in her future. She broke off her friendship and she couldn't be around Cody or Mary when they were courting someone else. Christine took worse blows than Cody and Mary that year. Her parents told her they were getting a divorce and not only that, But her mother decided to leave their faith, which was even worse, and felt like the worst kind of abandonment to Christine. Christine was stunned and inconsolable, and she felt like her whole world was imploding. Christine shut down, and she didn't see any of her old friends. She couldn't bear associating with people in Cody's circle or people who knew her family when it was intact. Christine writes, I turned inward. I told my father that I wasn't interested in dating and that if a boy approached him and expressed interest in me... I didn't want to know about it. I was so shaken by my parents' divorce that I wanted to make sure I was solid in my faith before I committed myself to someone else. Naturally, I questioned the whole concept of marriage. If my parents couldn't sustain their relationship, what chance did I have when the time came? Christine cut herself off from all of her friends, but from time to time, she and Mary still talked on the phone. She resisted the phone calls because she didn't want to hear about their courtship. Remember, I mentioned they courted a minor and it didn't work out. It turns out Christine says Cody and Mary prolonged the courtship because they were waiting for the girl they were courting, the one Christine introduced them to, to turn 18 before making their engagement official. Here, I want to point out that multiple times Cody and the wives, especially Robin, paint their brand of polygamy as much different and a far cry from the problematic other polygamists with the culty compounds and the examples of polygamy portrayed by the media with the braids and prairie dresses and welfare fraud and child brides. I understand that they were waiting for the girl to turn 18 before making the engagement official, but they courted her and Cody was past the age of 20. He was a grown adult man over 18. He was probably, I would say 22 even. And he went out with this minor 17-year-old courting her, going on dates, an adult dating a minor. So they go to great pains to distinguish their polygamy from that other polygamy, the culty stuff, the child brides, but it's not a far cry. It's really not so different, even if you dress it up nice and make it look hip and relatable and palatable, an adult man dating a minor, a 17-year-old Having to wait for her to turn 18 to get engaged isn't appropriate. It's sick and equally wrong as what goes on on the compounds. Should a grown adult man way past 20 or just even if he was just 18 date a 17-year-old who doesn't know her head from her ass or anything about herself or about life? It's wrong in my opinion on a multitude of levels and just as bad as the myriad of abuses that go on at the FLDS compounds. So it's the exact same polygamy dressed up a little differently, spiced to make it appear more palatable than the typical representation in the media. But as they say, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Mary called Christine a week before the wedding and told her the wedding was off, and Christine's heart exploded with joy. How could she still want a man who wasn't attracted to her and was actually repulsed by her, only married her for clout as she was polygamy royalty and her family was prominent in the church, and a man who previously was courting a minor as a grown adult waiting for her to turn of age so he could get engaged to her. There's already a million red flags. Christine describes it as the happiest day of her life. She felt she could re-enter the world again, and she welcomed Cody and Mary back. Unfortunately, Christine's happiness was short-lived. One day, out of the blue, Cody called Christine up. He told Christine, who he doesn't usually call, Janelle drives him nuts and frustrates him, and he can't stand it. Christine asked who Janelle was. Cody told Christine she knew her, she'd seen Janelle around for sure, Christine was clueless as to why Cody would bring this problem of his to her. She thought the solution was simple. If this woman was driving Cody crazy, the easiest solution would be to stop associating with her. Christine says she was wrong. She learned Cody and Mary married Janelle. Christine thought it was weird that Cody married Janelle because he had just told her that Janelle was driving him crazy. It took Christine a while to realize what type of crazy Cody meant. I want to give some commentary here. First of all, it seems to me that Cody routinely cries to Christine who he knows is head over heels for him and he was never head over heels for her. He knew she was absolutely enamored and he knew she had status in the church and marrying her would elevate him. So he married her for his own interests. I'm sure he didn't mind her and she was a huge ego boost for him. She was naive at this point so it didn't take much and I'm sure to please her It was very simple, and in return, she probably doted on him and always yesed him to death unquestioningly. It seems to me Cody was very insensitive to Christine, and Mary was insensitive to Christine as well. Cody knew Christine's level of interest in him, and Mary knew as well, and she let Cody know many times she didn't want to court Christine, and she was bothered by her best friend crushing on her husband. Yet both Cody and Mary were willing to court a minor not in the faith a fresh convert that Christine brought into their lives and Mary became her best friend fast. And Mary wasn't opposed to Cody courting the minor, but she was opposed to Christine and it was really insensitive of Mary to not want Christine and for Cody to know he didn't want her and gladly date this minor Christine introduced to them without considering Christine's feelings and talking to her. There seemed to be no sensitivity to Christine and her feelings knowing she adored Cody. Mary not finding her acceptable at first, but finding the minor acceptable and the girl who Christine brought into their lives is odd. Why would Mary find the minor acceptable, but Christine not acceptable or good enough to make the cut? Cody could have talked to Christine and said, I know you like me. I like you, but as a friend and I really like your friend and I don't want to hurt you, but I'd really like to court her. Now, under no circumstances do I approve of an adult courting a minor, dating, whatever you want to call it, ever, so I don't approve of that at all, but they didn't even care enough about Christine or her feelings or value her friendship enough to really do that. They only told her after they already decided they wanted to, like, court her and they were serious about it. They didn't even ask how Christine felt. They just completely surpassed her feelings and just let her know we're doing this. Mary told Cody... She didn't want to court Christine several times, and she was visibly upset if Christine was flirtatious with him. Cody said if they courted, Mary would feel abandoned by her two best friends. But in every case of courtship, Mary became best friends with the girl first and gave her stamp of approval before Cody pursued the courtship phase at all. So what was it about Christine that gave Mary pause and that gave Cody pause? Christine mentions Mary made best friends with the girl, almost like Christine was replaced. So Cody made a big show of not wanting to court Christine because he didn't want Mary to lose both of her best friends. If they courted, he didn't want Mary to feel abandoned and left home alone. But Mary became besties with this minor girl, and she was fine to allow Cody to court her as a minor. Cody didn't object, saying, oh, Mary would feel abandoned. Mary didn't worry about Christine's feelings of being replaced as Mary's best friend with this girl, Christine brought into their lives. She didn't seem concerned with abandoning Christine in this case, yet Cody felt if he courted Christine, Mary would feel abandoned by her two best friends. Mary also didn't worry that Christine would feel insecure or like chopped liver, like she wasn't good enough to make the cut to be courted by Cody, or she wasn't wanted by Mary in the family. This minor girl, this 17 year old, this new convert to the faith, made the cut no question. I'm sure Christine wondered how her best friend and Cody didn't find her to be good enough to court initially, with Cody making excuses that Mary would lose both of her best friends, yet Mary made Bessies with this minor girl, and Christine was the one who introduced them, and then magically Cody and Mary had no hesitation regarding courting her. And also, her age was no obstacle. They just courted her as a minor and did an extra long courtship to allow her to turn 18 before formalizing the engagement. I'm sure for Christine, it stung that this girl was good enough to add to their family, but she wasn't initially. And I'm sure she wondered why she wasn't good enough. What about her was it that made her fall short of being acceptable for the family? And it was particularly inconsiderate that they knew Christine's feelings and they weren't sensitive about it and they never seemed to address it or make their good friend Christine's feelings a priority. If they valued Christine as much as she valued them, they would have sat her down and addressed this. I think both Cody and Mary were very insensitive to Christine and I feel Cody strung Christine along as an ego boost, knowing she was infatuated with him and knowing she came with status and clout in the church and it made Cody feel good about himself to keep Christine around, even knowing he wasn't that into her. But he gave her just enough string to keep her crushing without being clear and setting boundaries. And that was cruel and self-serving for Cody. I also feel that Cody knew Christine would be his constant cheerleader and she adored him, so she was always available to him and he took advantage of that repeatedly. Cody has a pattern of crying to Christine about the women that he pines over. To call Christine after knowing her feelings and how emotionally upset she was during that period and all she coped with and to call her out of the blue, to mention he wasn't marrying the girl, but he was marrying Janelle... Telling her she's making me crazy, letting Christine know he wanted Janelle so much it drove him nuts, caring more about spilling his guts and getting sympathy and comfort from her than how much it would hurt Christine who adored him and wished to be the object of Cody's affection. And to find out Janelle drove him mad right when she thought she had a chance and Cody was not marrying the girl, it made Christine suffer big time and hurt and feel like she wasn't enough yet again, I'm sure. Cody was very insensitive. He cared more about getting attention and being babied and whining and complaining and getting out his feelings without considering Christine and her feelings and the roller coaster of emotions he put her through, knowing she adored him and he was griping about loving someone else, wanting comfort from Christine, who loved him and was seen as not good enough time and time and time again. It's so cruel. And Cody has a pattern of crying to Christine. He knows she is the nurturer who will be loving and even if it's cruel to gush about his feelings and it will hurt her, Cody doesn't care. He cares about getting the nurturing and the comfort that he wants and he feels he needs. Never for a second does he consider how it makes Christine feel. I said Cody has a pattern of crying to Christine and he does. He did it regarding Janelle and he also did it with Robin. When it was his night with Christine and she was very pregnant with Truly, and not in support of this courtship with Robin, and it was more or less forced on her, he was crying on her bed and spilling his guts, knowing Christine would nurture him. So he exploits that side of Christine with no regard to how it makes her suffer emotionally or the turmoil that it causes inside her. She had to comfort him and tell him, oh, he was lovesick when he cried over being far away from Robin during the courtship, knowing Christine didn't wholeheartedly approve And knowing she was pregnant with his child and she suffered greatly because of this courtship and he had the nerve to cry about how much he missed his soulmate Robin and how much he hated being away from her. It's really gross and manipulative and insensitive. But Cody does what his ego needs and wants and when he wanted coddling and a nurturer he went to Christine and it was particularly cruel knowing it would hurt her heart but because she loved Cody, she comforted him, and I find that particularly twisted and cruel of Cody to exploit that in Christine. He only thinks of himself and his immediate wants and needs and boosting his own ego. He never considers the other person and how it affects them. He puts himself first. After Janelle joined the family, they all moved to Wyoming. When Cody and Mary moved, Christine didn't just lose a man, was special to her she also lost her best friends cody was special to christine but was christine special to cody look at his inconsiderate insensitive behavior of exploiting christine's infatuation with him her crush as an ego boost stringing her along i question how special and valuable christine was to cody from the start that brings us to the end of the first part of chapter three next week i'll cover the second part of chapter three christine and cody in episode 5. Thanks so much for listening. To my YouTube viewers, if you could please like and subscribe, I would greatly appreciate that. Friday or Saturday, I should put out the next episode of My Sister Wives Rewatch, season 2, episode 5, entitled Wife Number 3. It's Sin City. It should be a good one. Don't forget to leave your thoughts and insights in the comment box down below. You guys know I love to hear your thoughts. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.